Previously on the Fable Forge. My character's name is Torin. I'm a six and a half foot tall, 400 pound turtle. I am a mail carrier. I carry men. I am cool. That's true. I am cool. A thing about coriander is that I am cool. I work for a blacksmith. I reach in, I pull out a couple of the dead letters. And I'm going to lie, Torrin, this is kind of creepy. You can bring those letters back to life, weirdo. There is a creepy little being. It looks like it's made out of sticks. It has like five branching branches. Branching branches. And its eyes are lit up blue from within. I ask it while pointing at myself and pointing over there like, you want me to go over there? In that newly fallen slushy snow, you see a depression. It is the biggest paw print you have ever seen in your life. Is your heart ready to be warmed by friendship? Is your mind ready to be intrigued by mystery? Is your body ready to be awed by magic? Then you're ready for The Fable Forge. It's a pop, but I thought it was like a basin. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Okay. Can I roll knowledge nature on this? <laughs> you better. <laughs> oh dear me. Oh yeah. Sixteen plus three. Nineteen. Nice. Big dog. What is big, big dog? Big dog. <laughs> what is big dog? So you've never seen you've never seen this yourself, but among the rangers, there's often tell of the great wolf of the north wind her name is malaria not malaria nope malaria malaria okay she is a giant wolf spirit she has three siblings the only one that you personally know the name of is the south wind whose name is sunday no one that you know of has ever seen her um but in folklore she is a giant wolf She's not overly fond of humans. Uh oh. This is part of the mythology that right, you would right. know. That uh, I recall because I rolled very well on my yes. knowledge nature check. Um, and as you look in the direction of the paw prints, you see that they continue some ways into the deep forest, but that there is sort of smatterings and poolings of blood. So, what do you want to do? <sighs> I feel like it's probably getting late. And also, now I'm scared. <laughs> uh, but you do have survival instincts. I have Yay! a plus five in survival. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to take this information that I now have uh-huh. about that there was a giant wolf here, probably, that's magic and a god, kind of. Uh-huh. 
and leave with it because They're, part of the information is that they don't like humans that much. Yeah, she's a she's considered a demigod. A demigod, okay. She's basically the personification of a force of nature. Cool. So, that sounds awesome. That also sounds like not my jam for like hangout time. <laughs> so Corey's gonna go back home or maybe just go back and chill with his stick friend. Uh, I was gonna stick. say, are you gonna turn around and see if your stick? I'm just gonna still turn there? around and walk back, but. In the direction of stick friend. Uh, you turn around and you start walking and you literally trip over him. Oh, he was following me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> stick friend, no, I feel bad. Uh, he tips over and his head okay. rattles and he <laughs> sort of starts rolling on his back oh, oh, to try God. to get back up. Oh, not <laughs> like for like, fun. No, he's stuck. I pick him up. Okay. Ooh, what does he want? <laughs> that doesn't seem to want anything. Okay, I just put him back down on his feet. Okay. And I say, go have fun with all your other stick, I don't know, pe- people? And he makes a little sound, and he points at you, yeah. and he points in the direction the wolf tracks are leading. Oh, buddy, I can't do that. That's, I can't go there. I'm little. He pokes your knee. Oh, don't and he touch pokes that. in the direction that the wolf prints go. I'm too scared. I appreciate it. I promise I'll come back another time. He just looks up at you and he keeps pointing. Great. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't either. So I'm going to go back home. Okay, he follows you. Okay, great. So he's going to follow me <laughs> yeah. and I'm just going to keep walking. And as we walk, I ask him a lot of questions, <laughs> kind of like I do with my younger siblings. Yeah. I, Are you going to teach him to answer yes or no? Because... Uh, I mean, if you can understand English, sure. I mean, I guess you don't know. It's more it, like what I mean is more like when when Coriander interacts so, with like a bit. So how school? No, not like that. No, <laughs> I, I mean like. Who's your favorite teacher? What like, do you read? More, like questions about like, it's pretty nice to be out here in the woods, don't you think? And like stuff like that where like I'm talking to him like he can understand me, but I don't really care about having a conversation with him. He takes your hand. Oh, and uh, we I, we walk back as far as I can. I want to get all the way back to the gate. Can I and do he that? Slings you over his shoulder <laughs> and carries you back into the woods. My yeah. goodness. Uh, Winter puts up a hand and goes, "What in God's name is that thing?" So about this l- little guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Th- this is my friend. Uh, what I I haven't named him yet, but he seems to have a. A, a rather large obsession with pointing specifically here show 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 the good winter what you how you what your thing is point point for me and he just he stands there with his hands to the sides for a second and then he points at winter and he points behind <laughs> him and he looks up at winter <laughs> so winter it turns out i went out there and uh-huh. there's a there's a giant paw print uh-huh. You haven't seen her face turns from being sort of like bemusedly like okay, dude, whatever, to being like what? <laughs> yeah, you haven't perchance seen a uh, enormous wolf spirit, you know? You're talking of about malaria. Walk through. I'm talking about malaria. Nobody's seen malaria for like a hundred years. So we could have a crop circles situation on our hands. Uh, we could have a harbinger of. Doom on our hands. It could be some teens. We can't rule it out, is all I'm Uh, saying. Remain skeptical in the face of chaos. Wait, 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 wait. Corey, 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 Corey. Two seconds. All right. Without 
boosting your ego too far. You're one of the best trackers I've ever, that we have in the city. And you're telling me that it might be teenagers and not a giant wolf. Okay, it's probably a teen. Uh, uh, A teen wolf. (laughs) I'm going to murder you in your sleep. I know where you live. The presence of this little boy made of wood things uh, and his obsession with pointing and rattling about this paw makes me think it's not a teen wolf at all, but a real, true malaria. Yeah, that was... Which worries me. He really wanted me to go after it, and I kept telling him, I'm just a little guy, and I can't do all those things that big people can do, and I'm not a god, I can't... So, I came back, now you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and go home now, and you have this information. You can do it as you see fit. So, uh, why don't you pop into the guard station? Okay. Uh, and uh, give the sergeant your approximate location so we can send some folks out there because yes. that's not good. Um, this is exactly I, why I came back here instead of going out there. Yeah, you're very brave. Everyone's real impressed. Oh, no, I'm uh, not brave at all. That little stick thing with the magic glowy eyes. Forward question. Can I keep him? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I mean, nothing's ever gone wrong in a movie or story where somebody wanted to adopt a strange creature that couldn't speak English and will definitely grow into a horrifying monstrosity later. Have you seen Stranger Things? You're really not boosting my confidence here, bud. I'm really, uh, you gotta convince, you want, make a persuasion Yes, I, it's time. I want to do it. I want to persuade Winter to let me keep this Do you this persuade boy. against, do I have to roll? Is my, that what uh, I do? Or does that a, that's go a against question. her? Is it opposed in 5th edition? Not usually. Deception is opposed often mm-hmm. by insight. Right, that makes sense. But basically I just persuasion have to Persuasion is it. more like... Do you feel like that's believable? Is she going to buy it? Yeah. And how difficult would it be to make her buy it? Right. Are there things in Coriander's favor? That sort of thing. Cool. So whatever you decide would be enough. This is a pretty big ask. And Winter is not my best bud. So the DC is probably pretty high. She likes you okay. I set the DC. It's all right. Yeah, good. That's all I ask. It's it's in my head. My persuasion is uh, not great. I have a charisma of negative one and I am not trained in persuasion. This is not my specialty. If Uh that has not been abundantly clear, Uh I'm not exactly a person that knows how to schmooze. What? I rolled a three. That is a two. (laughs) So I got a two. Okay. so So tell me what you say in this two rolled persuasion check i i ramble a bit about how the kind of clothes that would look really good on it i think like oh do you see if i made it a little bonnet then perhaps it could like a little bassinet also made of wood to match and i could have little leaves i pick the wrong thing because the thing the appeal that winter would probably want is not but look how cute it is (laughs) right which is the appeal i decide to make right not the right choice since I, as the DM, want you to <laughs> you have the ability to keep this thing, uh, she's going to say, well, you have to, you'll have to check with the sergeant. I really okay. don't want to make this call, but you better come up with a better argument than that, pal. What time of, uh, what time of night is it? It's not night. I think uh, it was like... It's like four or five. Well, no, oh, you no, left got, at five. Yeah, so it's probably like seven. Seven. I think I was out there for an hour or two. Okay. Can I actually come up at this point? Sure. So I'm going to approach the guard station from the other side. Hey, Melvin. Is uh, Winter... Oh, Winter. Winter! Hi! Yeah. Hey, Tor... Did you... What? 
Corey found this stick thing. What? I don't really. What? Oh, Torin, the... hello. Oh, you'll Cor- understand. Cor- Coriander, yeah? Yes, Coriander, yes. I, you, we, we go way back. Yes, so, sure, right. Background, Corey's sister. Mm-hmm. Older sister. Older sister is like best friends yeah. with you, yep. Torrin. So like you're a family friend. Right. You also, did Torin live with us? Yeah, I think so it, for a while. Yeah, After okay, so Torrin's even, died. like, lived with us. So right. you're, you were, like, you a were, cousin. You were little. Maybe a brother, kind of, but yeah, one that I, I don't see super often. Right. I, I think the the sense that I get is that I was, I'm, like, I'm much older than you, so I okay. probably knew you when you were a baby. A baby. And so it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you're Lenora's brother. Okay. So, like, it's, it, we were never really familiar. Right. It's more like, oh, yeah, you are, you are one of the true holds. To be, yeah. to be clear... All of these children, despite their various weird physical, I will call them abnormalities only because they're abnormal too. Right. Not because they're like, you're calling them freaks or no, something. No, they're not. Yeah. Um, they're pretty recognizable usually as Daisy's children slash siblings. Sure. Despite the family resemblance, they all usually, most of them have some kind of horns or the gold eyes or right they have something that makes them distinct sure very clearly so it would not be right. strange that you would having not seen him for years walk up yeah. upon this kid with white hair and <laughs> it'd be pretty gold easy to be like, eyes that's that dude oh yeah. it's one yeah. of those kids and you're like Corey? <laughs> but i mean if you stop by and you see my sister even a couple times a year I see you. Yeah. Like, there's no way yeah. I don't see you. Yeah, I think I it's... I know who you are. I think it's more like we haven't established our own relationship. Yeah, you don't know. Right. Yeah, uh, it's like me and, like, my cousins yeah. that I that live yeah. in California. And exactly. it's like, hey, we're, we're familiar. Yeah. But we're not, like, buds. We right. don't really know what to talk about when it's just us. <laughs> yeah. But in this situation, right. we're familiar. Yeah, coriander, coriander. What, what under the... Bright Watchers is that thing? Oh, well, that's a wonderful question. Do you happen to have any ranks in knowledge nature? (laughs) I have traveled in the wilderness, yes. Well, that's what I said. Uh, So, uh, I... I'm wondering, have you ever seen a little, a, a boy, a, a thing? No. Quite like, yeah, neither have I. No. You know, I've been out there, I've seen it all, so to speak. Uh, but I've not seen this. This thing pointed at a big paw print out there that, that we, we being Winter and myself, and probably mm-hmm. Melvin, but let's not include him. He's, he's, Melvin has actually gone in to get the sergeant from good, the guard fine. station. Melvin okay. is fine over there. Why do we hate Melvin? I don't know. He's just a punching Give bag. Melvin a break. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the scapegoat. It's Melvin. <laughs> we think it's Malaria, the spirit of the south wind? No, north wind. The spirit of the north wind. A giant wolf that hates humans. And this little stick boy is pointing in the, its direction, in the direction of the giant paw prints, pretty uh, earnestly. You know yes. anything about that? Well, I mean, you're the big, you're the ranger. That's true. Did you That's kind of what I said. <laughs> did you investigate further? Well, I, I asked it a lot of questions, and it didn't answer. I looked a bit further in the distance to the tracks, and there was a lot of blood, and I decided to come back and report to the city guard like the good citizen of Oasis that I am. I'm rolling my eyes So right. you ran 
back here. Ran is a strong word. <laughs> Walk to arm in arm with my new friend is perhaps more With accurate. your tail between your legs. Well, I'm not a tiefling. But the I'm... stick boy takes your hand. Oh, see? My new friend, <laughs> stick boy. <laughs> well, how fresh was the blood? I didn't look super close at the blood. We can all go <laughs> back the, out there. I got the fuck out yeah, of there. It was like one of those situations where you're like, oh, somebody's in my house with a gun. <laughs> <I'm> oh, <laughs> I wonder what kind of gun it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> I came back as pretty, not as fast as I could, but you know, I mean, it's nine a prudent, out of ten. It's a prudent choice. I really didn't want to haul his dead body back to his mom. I mean, yeah. that, that makes sense, but yeah, I'm a practical man. I look at Winter. Is this something we should be worried about? It I mean, feels... the, the sergeant, I mean, Mel just went to get the, I mean, we'll ask her. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not paid to worry. I'm paid to stand here and <laughs> to follow orders. I don't really, I mean, I'm worried if you're asking me of me personally. I mean, malaria is a pretty big deal. It's not nothing. I mean, it seems that. I don't know what this thing is. It's kind of freaking me out. She pokes it in the forehead and it rattles a little bit. She's like, <laughs> I mean, you got you guys are well probably welcome to come out with the city guard if you want to see what we can find. I'm I'm sure we'll send somebody out there, but might be interesting. It might be. I mean, I'm not entirely sure. If, considering either malaria has been injured, which I doubt. That seems like a big. <laughs> A big thing. That's almost scarier. Or, you know, she's she's hunting? I don't know. Would, it's possible. Maybe this I mean, maybe was, she was killed the, blood the stick in boy's the, family. That's true. You wanna ask it? Hey, uh, stick boy, did malaria kill your family? It looks up at her and it rattles its head no. And it points at her. <laughs> and it points back at the woods. This thing is has a one track mind. <laughs> It just wants to point, and that's fine. Friggin' you know? loves pointing. I respect its dedication, <laughs> but... Yeah, me too. I wish I was that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm that dedicated to my job as a city guard. Uh, the sergeant... Can I, can I make an intelligence check or something to see if I know what, like, anything more about this stick thing? Sure. Knowledge, nature, and if you're not trained in it, it's just intelligence. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. First roll of the game for Gardner. Oh, yeah. It's a big five. <laughs> oh, oh, a big five. Yeah. That's the best uh, kind. You guys want Winter to roll? Yes, please. Yeah, actually, that's a great <laughs> idea. Let's ha let's have the NPCs roll, because maybe one of them will crit. Uh, she actually rolled a 16. I'm going to give her a plus two intelligence bonus. She's smarter than me. She's like, well, like, I I've heard stories that, like, when the demigods are in trouble, sometimes they send, like, these emissaries or, or something. Or, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those. It's got, like, magic eyes or something. It does have magic eyes. Well, like, when you go real close to it, and then you slowly pull your face away. And I literally know where you live. I will destroy you. <laughs> Shut up, well, God. Winter. Yeah. Ease it back. <laughs> ease it this back. This kid. I know, but just ease it. I've and there's this freaky day. stick thing. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to. Corey. Yes. Your family is really strange. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Do you feel like it was coming for you? Or just mm. the first person that it came across. I think it was just sort of out there, as a as a, a guard, a signpost, or so, something. I don't think it was really a 
coming for me in particular. You guys are talking amongst yourselves and she kind of, she gets down on one knee and gets kind of closer to the thing. And she's like, the light in its eyes kind of, it kind of looks like the charge. Yeah, I did have that thought. Do you think we should take it to, I mean, you know where I stand on taking it home. Yeah, but, but I, I, think I think that's. I think it might be a good idea. Probably the answer to Torrin's question. I mean, yeah. you guys kind of manipulate that charge nonsense, don't you? So, like. Yeah. It does look like some of the toys I've seen running around your house. <laughs> does the stick boy take offense to that? Uh, the stick boy doesn't seem to notice. That's good. I do think that would be uh, wise. Let's take it to my mother. Yeah, that again? Well, <laughs> you you can't, you gotta wait. The surgeon's coming. Just, Winter, yeah. Honestly, though, if we're gonna take it one place in this city, yeah. don't you think you want us to take it to the True Hold house? I, look, I don't, this isn't my call. Yes, yes, the proper chain of command and all that. Also, that entails dragging it through half the city, and we don't know what it is. Oh, like, I have blankets, I'll cover it up. Oh, That's... you mean it might do something? Yeah. I see where your head's yeah, at. Yeah, and I then see. I let it in, and then ah, I get yes. fired. No, 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 no. We don't want your ass on the line. We want the sergeant's ass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Perfect. Yeah. Well, right. let's wait. All right. We uh, wait. We do that. Yeah, you do that. Uh, the The sergeant comes out. She's a stout, very pretty dwarf woman. She has blonde braids that are done up and tucked into her very severe like military type hat she is also wearing the red livery and she's very neat her beard is you know she's got two braids that go down to like her mid chest but she's she's not a severe looking person like she's a dwarf but she's fairly young and uh now i have to think of a name for her (gasps) yes eunice it's it's eunice right (laughs) Eunice. Uh, um, yes, Eunice. Oh, she kind of looks surprised that you recognize her. And she's like, yeah, that's right. Torin, uh, right? You yes, know, the of course. Mail, the mail carrier. About the only turtle mail carrier. I, yeah, in I should say so. Yeah. Well, it, it's wonderful to... What in the name of the Stone Fathers do you have with you there, Coriander? I've decided to call it Stick Boy. You, fine. You can call it whatever you like. Hello, Eunice. Hello. Where did you, I mean, uh, Melvin filled me in, obviously, but um, I I wasn't quite prepared. Hmm. Yep. That's. It's a stick boy. Yes. I, yep. I see that. Eunice, we were thinking that the, uh, perhaps the best course of action, seeing as how it doesn't seem to want to leave Coriander's side would be to take it to Daisy, uh, Daisy Truehold. Oh, I yeah, I, I, I know Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Given its resemblance to the charge, mm-hmm. the eye thing, it, it would seem that she is the best resource that we have. Also, given the nature of her family's experience with peculiarities. I would like you to roll. I would like you to roll persuasion. You got it. Please. <laughs> Can I roll too to like point at the eyes and give a thumbs up and like um, help him? Uh, you can There's... actually assist. Okay. Yes. With so, his roll. So how does that work? There are a couple ways that we can do it. I think mm-hmm. either we can both roll 
and okay. oh, the and better take, result. Okay. Or we both roll and like factor it in together. Or you can give me advantage yeah. on my roll. I'm not the one that is going to be any better at making persuasion checks. Right. So I'm just going to point and thumbs up. And I have a little bit of charisma. So. Oh, that's nice. Uh, well, that's a two and another five. Oh my goodness gracious. So, well, that's a 10 total. Okay. <laughs> it could be worse. I think we can come to some sort of arrangement here. I, I don't find this thing to be particularly uh, threatening. Threatening doesn't um, seem to be. Neither do I. Give me a moment. She actually casts the cantrip since good and evil. It is a spell that will put an aura around it's not a visible or I, I've had I've I listened to other D&D podcasts and have them describe it as sort of a smell almost like you can't. Ah, OK, like, there's not a visible shield. I don't or a believe so. I think our friend is going to look yeah, it up you're here. Look up the description. Tell us what it does. Let's see. There is detect good and evil, which is a first level divination. It lets you know if there is a an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend or undead within 30 feet of you as well as where that creature is located. Can you run those by me again? The, Aberration. The mm-hmm. Celestial. Mm-hmm. Elemental. Mm-hmm. Fae. Mm-hmm. No emphasis needed. Uh, <laughs> fiend or undead sure. within 30 feet. Well, it's the strangest thing. It it seems to have a hint of... Just the barest hint of celestial energy around it. Just the, the faintest. So I would say bringing it into the city is likely... Fine. I don't think it means us any harm. As a compromise, however, I would ask that Coriander and your small friend, SB. Oh, thank you. You SB. like that? Yeah. I like that. That you lead me uh, and a small regiment of soldiers out to where you found your new friend and the, mm-hmm. uh, the poor prince, the exact location. And then you're free to go back home with God if it makes you feel better but i would i would rather you walk me to that exact location and if you would like to if if torin if you would like to join us you are of course welcome certainly i think that sounds fine before we leave i'm just going to quick like aside to winter yes i would like to do that winter can i is that mall still in the same place (laughs) and i go into the guardhouse i grab a, a mall and you come out and the sergeant's like where did you get that? Is that our mole? It, Who gave that to you? Melvin, don't give citizens. It's mine. I store it here. I just, I use it for the, when I'm working on the road crew, but I don't want to carry it around with me. Oh, it says Torrin on the hill Melvin, there. I never yes, noticed. Uh, yes. It was just, I had, had it engraved. Melvin kept trying to steal it. This is why we hate Melvin. <laughs> so Coriander, are you ready to go? I, I've been ready for a long time. Let's, you know, I think we have one of the best tools in the universe right here. There's nothing that will lead us more precisely to the that paw print than this stick board. It's all um, he wants to do. And as if sensing your intent, he begins to pull in your hand back mm-hmm. the way you came. I assume he also points. He's not pointing. He's pulling. Oh, he's pulling. He he wants to go. He wants to go. And we follow that stick boy. Hello. It's me, David, that guy who plays Coriander. I am here in the middle of the episode to give you some facts. Drop some little tidbits on you. I have five 
facts for you today. Fact number one, you are great. Thank you so much for the wonderful response, the kind words, the support, the excitement in our launch. You have all been amazing and also nice and also good. We're very touched and we are very inspired to continue to make this stuff for you. It's going to be a ride and we're excited that you are excited. It's a big circle like that. It's fun. Thank you for that. Fact number two, we are on iTunes, which is one of the best places for you to leave us reviews. If you've got a second, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us know what we're doing well, and it helps more people's ears hear the show, which we want. So if you've got a second or two, give us a rating, give us a review on iTunes. It's awesome. And it's a way that we can hear from you. Fact number three, we have a Patreon. Patreon is a place where you can donate money to help keep us, the Fable Forge, financially viable. I love Patreon because it helps artists actually ask for and make money, which is pretty cool because art is worth money. It's at patreon.com slash the Fable Forge. Even if you don't plan on donating, just check it out because currently it's still a tiny bit under construction. It's pretty much done, but we've got some rewards and benefits that we're working out and we can't quite announce yet. So if you see it and you've got stuff that you would really like if you became our Patreon supporter, but you don't see it listed on there, throw a suggestion at us because we want to hear what you think we should give you. The more listener-submitted ideas we get for the Patreon, the better the rewards will be for everyone. Speaking of Patreon, thank you to Rowan, our first ever Patreon donor. Since Rowan donated at the $5 level, he's going to get all sorts of neat stuff, including a non-player character named after him at some point in the story, which is awesome. Also, a huge, big, warm, happy thank you to Barnsey, our second Patreon donor, If you really like the stuff that we're doing and you think it's worth it and you want to support us with a monthly donation, you can do that. Head over to patreon.com slash thefableforge and pick the dollar amount that works best for you. Fact number four, episodes will be released every other Tuesday. So look for our next episode on Tuesday, March 26th. That is two weeks from today. Fact number five, if you have any questions, compliments, concerns, confusions, quips, quotes, or catcalls, you can send them to us at The Fableforge on Twitter and Facebook, or just email them to us at thefableforge at gmail.com. Except for the catcalls, you can throw those right in the garbage. Bye! I want to um, iterate, point out, make known, make canon that I have little boots on. (laughs) When you say little, do you mean... One on each toe. (laughs) Too small? Or do you mean like little in like the sense that they're like ankle cut? Not quite spats, but they're not quite boots. They have a little bit of a grip on the bottom and then a little bit of like knitted cozy... Oh, over the top. Yeah. They are not super functional boots. They're cute. Basically. They're cute. I, yeah. They are there more for moral support. <laughs> for, for me? <laughs> for you? For me and for the person that made them for me.
So it is known in this city. It is known. It is known. That malaria dislikes humans. So by the time Eunice can muster a group of 10 guards of the non-human genre, it's nearly 8 p.m. The sun has long since set. And as SB leads you back the way Corey came, pulling urgently at his hand, the tall trees stand silent vigil over your procession. Winter walks close to you, Torin, seemingly shaken by the news that the great wolf of the north wind, Malaria, might be lurking in these woods. Whatever tension there was between you seems to have passed away in her anxiety. The world is hushed this time of year, and the woods smell like rotting leaves and cold air. Snow has begun to fall more heavily, impeding your sight even further. You two are near the front of the group, Stick Boy leading you unerringly back, deeper into the quiet forest. What do you want to do? I would like to make it known that it makes me very happy to hear Stick Boy's name spoken so formally. (laughs) (laughs) And Stick Boy leads the group. You know, Stick Boy. <laughs> we have named Stick Boy. This, he leads. You named him Stick He's, Boy. But now God is calling boy. him Stick Boy. It's great. It's yeah. his name. It makes me you happy. You never asked him his name. <laughs> no, I think I did. And he went. <laughs> he made his creepy little. Which I can't. We can't write that I don't down. Speak that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, am I walking near Torin? Yes, you're all near the front, I assume. I yeah, think. Sure. Uh, Winter and Eunice are probably pretty close behind you. She's got her more experienced guards near the back. Do you have dark vision? Uh, hey, that's mm. a good question. You're some kind of weird hybrid yeah, boy. I think I do. I mean, they've got torches and stuff, but that snow's fallen and it's that late fall, early winter, warm, big, just chunks oh, of snow. Chunky. You like can hear it. Wet snow. Yeah, you can hear it hitting the ground. Ah, gross. It's wet. Why am I out here? And the, the, the ground is still warm enough that it like hits and melts and there's sort of this like... There's a little bit of snow on the ground, but it's... But it's mostly just like sloppy. It's mostly sloppy. Yeah, it's gross. And it's really hard to see. So I'm just like shin deep in the leaves and stuff. Yeah, you're real happy. I'm sure. I do not have dark vision. I see Um, like normal, like a... Like a like like a human. Like a human. I have human eyes. I also have no dark vision. Cool. Well, uh, you've got. Can we convince Stick Boy to hold a torch? Can he become a torch? If you light him on fire, yeah, Yeah, once. We don't know. Maybe that's his secret power. He like (laughs) sticks his thumb in his mouth and goes, and like his headlights on fire. No, he doesn't do that. He could be an elemental or something. Yeah, it's true. Well, you're luckily you're with Eunice, who is a dwarf and is. Oh, she has has dark dark vision vision and is used to. This is really annoying because Torin, you're cold. Uh, Eunice could seemingly care less like it's cold and it's dark and she's like well (laughs) like she was built for this Mm -hmm. um this kind of weather every other person down the line has a torch um so you're probably not having a hugely hard time seeing can i instead of a torch have like a cool charge flashlight like a little oh. lamp or something that uses the charge. Sure, if you think because, you'd have it with you as a yeah. ranger. I yeah. mean, especially yeah, especially because I make them and I'm a ranger that goes out into the woods at night. Right. I feel like I would definitely what, have one no. of those. Do you think that has a range on it? It's like a torch. I mean, it's it, like mechanically it's a torch, but flavor it's a little lantern right. that I hold by with a, the 
charge in it. Yes. I assume. It's a little lantern that I hold and it has the charge in it. So I rolled a perception for mm-hmm. our friend Winter. Okay. What she is? got a four. Okay. <laughs> good. So I'm gonna, good. I'm going to roll for Eunice and see if she sees anything. Would you like us to roll dark. as well? You can't see past uh, where the torches make so, like a 10 foot radius around right. you. So we would roll at disadvantage, right? Yes. Uh, Eunice got a six. Hey. hey. So <laughs> they're busy talking. Eunice isn't really worried. You get the impression that she's really not as scared about this as maybe she should be or as maybe Corey you feel like she should be Mm -hmm. um winter is chatting to Torin. so that's that's an 18 nice i rolled two 16s in a row nice you see Corey and stick boys tracks that were coming out Mm -hmm. and you're literally you're just following those oh but you're still only have a 10 foot circle of light around you right. and you can't see any further into the woods than where you are walking back. Okay. I was checking to see if the dark vision people saw anything right. in the dark in the dark and mm. you do not because you do not have dark vision. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, I rolled a 17 and a one. Oh no. And so because Ooh, I rolled with disadvantage, it means I take the one that's lower and that's a one. So I don't, I certainly don't so notice anything. you get um, a mile outside of the city and your lantern turns off because that's what happens with the charge. <laughs> yep. Um, and now you really can't see any True. further than Stick Boy's little glowy eyes in front of you kind of lighting. Visibility is very limited and your people with dark vision are apparently not paying attention, which is super cool. And Stick Boy is still moving, right? Stick Boy is pulling very insistently at okay, Coriander's cool. hand. You continue deeper into the woods following your path. You go up over the hill where you met Stick Boy and down the other side, there are those big old wolf prints and every all the, the militia sort of fan out around the like pad to look at it and kind of light it up with torches. And Eunice goes, huh, well, what do you know? That's a big dog. And Stick Boy starts pulling now at you to go mm-hmm. the way that the tracks lead off to your left off to the west. Well, everyone, uh, it looks like my little friend wants us to go uh, this away. So follow us, I guess. I'm going to roll perception for my friends here. That's a 20. Okay. So Eunice walks behind you and you walk, I would say for another 40 minutes, following these giant wolf prints deeper Oof. and deeper into the forest. It is a big wolf. You only saw the one print but as you as you kind of walk along, you get a sense of this thing's stride. It makes I, I don't know about you, but it makes Winter's heart start to sink in her chest a little bit. And sort of this like jovial, like, oh, the neighborhood weirdo brought us out here in the middle of the night feeling sort of sinks down into something a lot more serious and everyone gets very quiet. There are still no sounds, really. Mm. It's it's a quiet evening that almost makes it worse right yeah eventually eunice calls a halt and everyone stops and stick boy stops and she walks forward with her torch do you want to follow her she said to halt so no okay so you watch as her torch goes forward a little bit and stops and then she turns around and comes back she's not smiling anymore she's a pretty gregarious person yeah and she 
looks at you and her men and she says something went terribly wrong up here. So we saw blood in those first tracks, right? Yes. Uh, was the blood getting any worse as we went along? Yes. Cool. She says, anyone who wants, if you two want to come and, and look at this, I understand. You, you, Corey, you brought us all the way out here. Um, it's sort of your right to, but we are going to have to come back and investigate this with a much bigger party in daylight. Well, I do want to see what you're talking about. Uh, is there any chance you could uh, clue me in at least? Well, she gives you sort of a stern nod. I'm just going to take take a torch from one of the other guards and start to move forward. Yeah, Winter gives you hers. She has a very grim look on her face and she nods and she walks forward with you. There has been a fight. The ground is just red and a large body has fallen and been drug away deeper into the forest towards the mountains. And there is a trail of, you know, you can see the the leaves have been massively disturbed and the blood trail leads off further and further into the woods towards the mountains. Are there any discernible tracks? Something. Or aside from the, well, the wolf prints? Coriander... Why don't you roll your... Is it survival? It'd be survival. What? Survival would be if I wanted to track the thing. Do you want to see if there are any tracks? You could roll perception if you wanted to, Torin. I'm also trained in survival. Okay, yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead and roll survival. And perception would be to see if there are any tracks. Survival or, would be to see if you understand right. what made them and where they went. Right. It might also be investigation would be searching for tracks. Right. Uh, perception is... Right, like perception yep. is spotting yeah. things that are happening in the environment. Right. Investigation is searching, and then survival yep. is Boy Scouts. Yep. Eunice will investigate with you, because okay. the more oh, people we have okay. looking well, at so, this... So I got the impression that she didn't want to do any more investigating she doesn't, tonight. She doesn't want to keep going. As she's taking this very seriously, but she's going to come, as she said, come back with a bigger regiment right. in the morning. Right, and you probably will, some of her own... Rangers and things. Right, but you will mm. not be invited. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, okay. this has now become a very serious matter okay. for the city guard. This right. is something okay. important. Yeah. Is this just a straight survival? Am I rolling with advantage or disadvantage? You just do straight investigation. That's a one. You fall on your face in the dark and Eunice has to help you up. Sounds about par for the um, course. Basically what you can see. It's stupid to think that you would look at this and both of you are trained in survival and you'd just be like, I didn't see anything. Bye. Right, totally. I mean, yeah. it's dark, but still. I, yeah. Corey is scared of Eunice in a way because she is very strong and very you know, socially and physically powerful. Right. But Corey is very curious right about what is happening right and so we'll try to peek at as much as Corey can right so and who wouldn't wouldn't, (laughs) but especially Corey. like i want to know but i'm not i don't want to know enough that i'm going to be like screw you i'm going to follow the tracks i'm not going to do so the snow actually as you're as you're standing there the snow begins to lighten and the moon comes out a little bit and oh. and uh, Eunice is just sort of standing there waiting for Torin to, uh, you know, finish looking. She's not going to leave, you know, while you're still staring at this at this scene. And I think she's curious, too. And she's also sort of like soaking in what she can. So she has this information. There are no tracks that you can see. It looks like 
a large body fell and fell and then was drug off into the woods and probably whatever drug it off pulled it and so the body swept away any signs of what might have been pulling it deeper into the forest is there anything else that you want to do while you're standing here well Eunice I don't say this a lot to my superiors but I think you're right we should go back yes fast I think (laughs) yeah I agree nothing more I can see here Your walk back to the city gates is long, but uneventful. By the time you get back, it's, you know, 1030. Your friend Stick Boy is pretty unanimated versus how he's been before. He still holds your hand. He's not looking at you. He doesn't really make any sounds. He just kind of follows. Melvin is waiting. Well, he's waiting to close the gates because the gates should be closed at nine. Mm -hmm. Um it gets dark very quickly. There aren't a lot of threats in these woods, but that's why you have city gates. They're supposed to be closed. The militia all kind of file in and you guys go in and the Coriander, your mother, is standing at the gate holding your baby sister and looking furious. Melvin kind of stops you and he's like, your mom's been here for an hour. Did you... Did you send her word you were going out into the woods? Mm, Melvin, you see, we have a complicated relationship, me and my mother. Okay, I don't care. It's fine. Good luck. I just kind of shake my head. One, because, you know, I've had a big C. I've had a big C in the woods. I met a stick boy. I saw a dead thing that was huge and no more wolf. And now I'm coming back and it was a very silent walk. And I don't really have a, have time to be like cordial with Melvin, especially no. if my mom's angry at me. Who cares about Melvin? We hate Melvin. We hate Melvin. Um, Eunice, so I don't care about that. Eunice does stop you before you go into the gate and says, um, I need you to keep an eye on your new friend. Oh, yes. yes and if course. anything strange happens, please send word. I'm letting him in on uh, your good faith. You know, the good faith that you have so He's your responsibility. Just be careful. She goes into the guardhouse to fill out an entire night's worth of paperwork on this, I'm sure. Oof. Winter is the last one to go in before you two. And it's like, uh, so yeah, I'm sure you've, did you fill her in on what you saw while oh, you were walking back? Yeah. In kind of short clipped sentences. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like the, the whole walk back for Torin was, He's more focused on keeping moving mm-hmm. than making conversation. And so he's mm-hmm. he's quieter than he's been because he's he's cold. He's tired. Sure. And the quick march itself is just not fun. Well, yeah, he, ha- yeah. he has to focus more on moving. And so I filled her in as much as I could. So she says, uh, all right, well, um, I'm going to go home and go to bed. Uh, but I'll like fill you guys. I'm, I'm going to go tomorrow. So I, I uh, come find me. And I can like fill you in on what we see out there. Uh, yes, do. Okay, cool. Uh, you guys have a good night. And she steps into the gate and then pokes her head back out and is like, hey, Corey, your mom's here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Winter, don't, don't do anything stupid. Oh, yeah. Like, no guarantee, my dude. But yeah, I'll try. And she like gives you a crisp high five. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She actually, she seems pretty excited. I don't imagine guard duty in Oasis is like, 
very riveting job. So she seems a little like more pumped than maybe she should be. It's not every day a legend comes to life and you get to go, you know, hunt it in the woods. It's going to be a good story. I take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and I pick up Stick Boy in one arm. And I march towards my mom. Oh, you're just going to go right for it. Yeah, I mean, she's going to see me eventually. Great. Daisy Truehold is your mother. She was a farmer adventurer. She is a big person. Big. She's tall. She's probably like 6'6 or so. She's broad. She has kind of like an iron bull physique. She's fat, but like she's ripped. Right. Like she's clearly like a person who works very, very hard. Um, She has dark skin, brown eyes. They glint kind of gold in the light, which there isn't a lot of right now. And she has your baby sister, whose name I just forgot. Hari. Hari in a rabbit skin wrapped up and strapped to her chest. She is wearing what would pass for a sundress. She's very unaffected by the weather. She doesn't have, she doesn't have sleeves. She has big gray horns like a ram's horns that wrap around her head she has white hair it's very curly she has a very friendly face she has a very open face as she sees you the anger sort of dissipates into bewilderment and as you approach she asks the eternal question for this podcast so far which is what what are you holding Hello, mother. This is my new friend. Uh, hello, Corey. Hello. Uh, what brings you to this yeah, neck of the woods, so to speak? You went out for your nightly little trek, mm-hmm. and now it's 10 o'clock, and the gates close at 9.30, and you hadn't come home. So here I am. Well, I appreciate the concern. I'd it's appreciate odd. a note. Well, we got a little swept up, I would say. Uh, there, by this, this, uh, this stick boy, <laughs> as we have dubbed him. He's uh. Well, I had, hold, well, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on. His name? Did he? Is that his name? Did you name him that? He seems to respond to it, so we've decided it works. I mean, he has no argument. Do you? Do you have an argument, stick boy? He doesn't move or say anything. Case closed. Stick boy is his name. He doesn't have any ears. The narrator at the beginning of the adventure said his name was Stick Boy. Look, Mom, God told me his name is Stick Boy. I I talked to Eunice and uh, Winter a bit. They said it would be fine if we looked after him. Uh, kept a good eye on him, not just sort of adopted him. I know he, that's that's a bit cavalier, but we, we got to keep him I under mean, wraps. I mean, not not for our house, but sure. Yeah. But but for a small glowing tree, I think perhaps we should look into him a bit further. Not perhaps physically, but definitely <laughs> uh, do a little poking around, figure out what his deal is. <laughs> uh, I I will say. Uh, his eyes are bluish and uh, lit up uh, a lot like the charge we manipulate. And I just wondered if maybe you would, uh, you could confirm that, that that seems like the same sort of magic. Yeah, I mean, pro- probably I can. Uh, she, she's like paying attention to you, but kind of looking over your shoulder a little bit. Like she's kind of like, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, because she's seen our friend Torin. Ah. 
and didn't know he was back in town. Oh. So she's a little uh-huh. bit like, yeah, sure. Uh huh. I notice and I turn over my shoulder and I say, oh, oh, Torin, Torin, come here, say hello. My mother has welcomed us. He's in trouble. Don't let him fool you. Daisy. <laughs> Daisy sounds a lot like winter. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I could make her a lot deeper. No, I can't. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't do the things that hurt you. Daisy. How are you? Ah, uh, well, I mean, despite being scared to death for my son for a good two hours, I'm uh, doing pretty good. How are you? Cold. Yeah. Tired. Yeah. Lenora, I told uh, Lenora heard you're in town, so I don't know. You probably head over there. She's probably waiting up for you. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. You two are good friends. Yes. Yeah, we are. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know all the things you've done, Corey, but... But probably, Daisy, your mother felt the same way about you. I don't remember my mother, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't begrudge you your hobbies, Corey. It's not just like a note. Hey, going off with the militia. Like, I wasn't going to stop you, but... Yes, perhaps I can see in hindsight that would have been nice, but... I, we got swept up. I mean, I'm 19 years old. I don't know where, if you want me to always tell you everything I'm doing everywhere. I can, I can handle myself. Well, if you're not going to tell me where you are, you can move out. All right. Perhaps we could talk about this another time. <laughs> I'm going go, uh, to go check in with Lenora. Good night, all. Night. Good night, Torin. Good to uh, catch up. Sure. Sure. Good to catch up. As you're walking back to the house with your mother seemingly all is forgiven she doesn't really she's not mad at you anymore right. she's just glad you're glad you're safe mm-hmm. she does sort of casually unwrap the baby from around her chest where she was laying and passes her off to you and exchanges we you trade. for the stick boy it's a good um, deal i accept this deal your sister your your mother is a race that nobody knows and your father was a human and you and all of your siblings are a little bit off looking some more than others it goes largely unnoticed in a big city like oasis uh intermarrying between species really isn't like a big deal all of your siblings basically look like some variation of daisy except for this baby (laughs) who's real creepy to everyone but your family maybe right daisy doesn't think there's anything wrong with her her skin is white like white white i'm not talking like Mm. peach colored actual uh, actually white white. um her eyes are sealed shut and have been but there are (sighs) eyes under there you can see that they move like when someone's asleep sure but they're they're sealed shut she is the only one of you that has ever gotten sick she uh, but she's not a big crier she's a very quiet baby she's real weird she's only like six months old so she's not up to much but she's one of your favorites yes on record Corey (laughs) loves hari uh one because she is quiet and chill (laughs) a lot like the the things that I love about pets. Uh, but also, she's my sibling and the sort of last thing that my dad had to offer the world, maybe. Sure. Like, you know, it, as long as I assume 
that this was the last child that my father conceived with my mother before he died right. six months ago. Right. It would make sense that this was his child. You never know. Maybe my mom was impregnated by a weird demon and that's why this <laughs> happened, you know? But as far as I can tell, maybe, this is my maybe dad's we'll kid. Maybe we'll find that out now. Maybe we'll find that out. But either way, I, it's, she, it's sort of the last bit of my dad that I feel like I have. Yeah. And she's just like super chill and cool and I like her a lot. Like as weird as she is, she does look like you and the rest of your siblings like it is very clear that she belongs in this family but she's the weirdest one but she's really weird yeah i'm gonna get those eyes open (laughs) that sounds more aggressive than i think it (laughs) i'm gonna figure out what's going on with those eyes that sounds less like i'm gonna rip a baby's (laughs) eyes open let's go with that instead daisy is holding stick boy at arm's length Okay. Kind of looking into his eyes as she walks. She kind of turns him gently to one side and turns him gently to the other. <laughs> Takes a good gander. Yeah. She's like, you're very weird. And he goes, ah, uh, yeah, it, that's the charge in there. All right, Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, you know, I'm not an expert like you or, you know, whoever. But I, I do feel like there's... There's too much of a similarity between what we do with the charge of Oasis and what this is. Especially it's showing up in the forest out, uh, latching on to me, telling me what to do. It just seems odd. And I want to know if perhaps the thing we're using to make all this stuff is actually alive uh, are you asking me I, yes the, the tone of my voice went up at the end <laughs> indicates a question <laughs> or more of a uh, you know i'm putting it out into the universe so you don't have to answer me if you don't want but that's called a rhetorical question ah yes thank you mother <laughs> she's like uh i mean i never thought about it is it alive yeah like is the is the charge something that we manipulate, but it comes from a source that's magical and is sort of like an element like fire or water, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. Are you saying that fire and water are alive? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It seems like kind of they are. This is getting really esoteric for me. Yeah, sorry. It's late. <laughs> yeah, I've got a headache. You know me. I'm 19. It's 10 o'clock. What am I going to do but philosophize? Daisy's not the brightest bulb in the pack. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. She's a lovely person. She she don't care. She don't care. She's trying to be interested for your mm-hmm. sake. That's nice, I guess. I mean, it it is kind of weird that like it didn't uh, turn off a mile outside the city like most things right. do. I don't really like that. Turns the stick boy like upside down. <laughs> she's really trying to like. She's gentle. She's not like being mean to him. He doesn't seem to mind. Are you asking me if you can keep this thing? Is that what's happening here? Uh, in some sort of way, I think I've already assumed I could keep the thing. So, I mean, that's a pretty fair assumption. Let's go with yes. I'm asking you if I can keep the thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are like kids in the house, but... I'll keep him in my room or perhaps in the workshop if you prefer him not to be in the house. I I mean, as long as he's as quiet and docile as he is right now and it's fine yeah he he doesn't have seem to have a uh, 
penchant for snapping or violence or anything like that, at least yet, the most aggressive he's been is when I wouldn't go look at the thing he liked. <laughs> and so he pulled on my hand a lot. Not very strong, but very persuasive. Yeah, we I mean, we've all been there. So, you know, he seems like a toddler, but made of sticks with little blue eyes. He kind of does his little like rattle uh-huh. thing that you've kind of come to interpret as a laugh i think the last time he did it was he was laughing about something when i farted probably yeah farts are hilarious to stick boys it is known she's like well he is kind of cute right yeah he reaches out with one of his creepy little fingers and uh touches daisy on the forehead and his eyes light up a brighter blue See, see, that's what I'm talking about. This is absolutely related to the charge. We have to figure out more about this little guy. Um, Her eyes sort of crossed (laughs) as the finger came in for the touch, and they uncross as he pulls his finger away, and his eyes stay lit up in that brighter shade of blue. And she kind of rubs, she holds him, (laughs) like, under, like, in her arm, like she does with the kids, and she kind of rubs at the spot that he touched, and she's like, Yep, well, your son's real weird. And uh, she trades you back for the baby. Is there anything else you wanted to do? Anybody, anything you wanted to talk about? Or? No, I think I think I get home. Most of the siblings and stuff are in bed. And so oh, I, yeah. I come in, I, I say goodnight to my mom, and I head up to my little tree house inside a house. She says, I'm glad you're safe, and she gives you a big old hug. You know when a person that's much bigger than you hugs you, and you don't really want them to, because you're like, <laughs> you love them, but you want but them di- to but leave they you don't, alone. But they don't understand and, personal space, and but they the, just love you so damn much. They nag you a lot and you're like oh god like i wish i could just go out and come home and not have to check in but i like pat her on the back a little bit because it's like yeah thank thanks mom but i say yes yes i'm glad i'm safe too head sleep sleep well you too she pokes stick boy in the forehead (laughs) she walks away I, I take him up to my room. I put him in the chair that's next to my bed, and I uh, I set his alarm for six a.m. And he jumps off, and he <laughs> climbs on the foot of your bed, and he sits there, Aww. and he stares at you. God damn it! <laughs> so and his little legs, his little stick legs are crossed, and his little hands are folded in his lap, and he looks very comfortable. He just stares at you with his creepy Legend of Zelda mask face. I take a blanket and I put it over him. <laughs> his little eyes are glowing. Oh, I took the blanket back off. <laughs> it was better before. I settle into the idea that <laughs> this dude's just gonna watch me. And so I, I roll over. I put the blanket over my head so I don't have to look at him and feel his gaze upon me. And I say... Good night, stick boy. I hope you like what you see. He rattles a little bit and uh, you don't see it, but you can kind of feel it. When when you, your head disappears, his eyes go dim oh. and he stops moving. Like he would, you know, like oh. those little movements that people have when they're awake. He just goes sort of completely still and he's like a little empty doll. Wait, so I put the blanket over my head and he sort of shut down. Mm-hmm. And then I peek back out mm-hmm. and he's still shut down. Mm-hmm. I think hmm, to myself, 
but I'm really tired. <laughs> and so I just so you don't care if you're go f- back your to new sleep. friend is eternally turned off. If he's turned off forever, I'll find that out in the morning. I just hope I don't kick him off the bed and I in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs>